more day, just another day that the Lord has blessed us. And we're grateful to each of you who've joined us live in the sanctuary here at Bright Temple. For those who are joining us virtually, we praise God for you as well. And we pray that God's blessings and favor have been upon you. I'm just so excited what God has been able and willing to share with us in the last couple of weeks, what we're going to share with you on today. Our, our theme, our new theme for this series is focus, is simply focus. And sometimes God gives you something and, you know, he reaffirms that which he has given you. And uh, even on last week, we were, I was fortunate to, my wife and I were able to get away a little bit and spend some time together, amen, on a little vacation, vacation as they called it, amen, and I appreciate her. Praise God for my wife, Carissa Christmas. Thank God for her. And uh, while we were away and we were spending uh, some time together, sometimes, like I said, God just... He drops crumbs, evidence. And uh, while I was shopping there, guess what? I found me a little shirt. Let's see it, folks. <laughs> found a shirt. Even while I'm on vacation with my wife, and I'm looking there, and uh, TJ Maxx Marshalls, that's one of our favorite places to go. And then I found a little shirt. I was like, God, you just, you just showing out right now. <laughs> Amen. Just kind of confirming, giving evidence of that which we have been sharing. So many came and told us how last week was a blessing to them, and we want to continue to share uh, with that on this morning. Amen. So we want to, we're going to the word of the Lord quickly. We're going to St. John chapter 14, and we'll be looking at verses 1 through 6. Again, that's St. John chapter 14, and we'll be looking at verses 1 through 6. So we will go there quickly. We're talking about focus. Last week, we were talking about focus in the realm of making sure that our daily activities and our habits line up with our goals. We're talking about how our habits and our daily activities line up with our goals. We talked about uh, one of the things we were sharing is that if you love sleep, you can plan on being broke. If you love sleep, you can plan on being broke. And that's not me, that's the Bible. Amen. That's, you'll find that in Proverbs. Those who love sleep, you might as well love poverty. Because those two things, don't, being successful and sleeping all the time, don't go together. The same can be said with television. You can't watch television all the time and expect to be successful. Can't, can't anticipate reading, reaching your goals or your potential if the main thing that you do each week is just watch television shows. You have to make sure that your weekly habits are lining up with what you desire, what you are expecting and anticipating from God. Make sure that what you do on a daily basis is contributing to what you desire. If you desire to have, and this doesn't have to be everybody's desire. Everybody doesn't have to want more money or, or wealth or whatever that, that looks like. You know, And that's not everybody's focus. But if that is your focus, then you need to make sure that your habits line up with that goal. If your goal is to lose weight, make sure that your habits, your daily processes, what you do each day, lines up with that goal. If you want to be closer to God, if you want to be a Christian, then you need to make sure that your habits, your daily processes, what you do each day, lines up with that goal. We also shared with you on last week, some people want to be Christian and some people are Christian. And we said the difference is those who want to be Christian have a desire, but they're not working on it every day. They're not actively getting closer to God. 
I, I think we made the we made gave the analogy. It's the difference between wanting to go to Boston and heading to Boston. If you you may want to go, but if you're heading west, you're going in the wrong direction. So you're not heading there. You just want to go. And the same thing as Christians. We may want to be Christians, but we have to head in a direction every day that gets us closer to God. So what did you do this week? You don't have to raise your hand or respond, but I just want you to think about it for a moment. What did you do this week to help you get closer to God? What did you do this week? And if you recognize there are some deficiencies in what you did, then you need to work on them on this coming week. I didn't do what I needed to do last week to get closer to God, but I am determined and I am focused on doing the things that help me get closer to him on this coming week. And that's what we should all do. If we're truly Christians, we ought to have a plan. We ought to have a a process that assists us in getting closer to God. And we're going to talk about that today again. We're going to talk about focus, but we're going to take it in a different direction this morning. John chapter 14, verse 1, and I'm going to read from the English Standard Version. And it says, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and I will take you to myself that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way where I am going. Thomas said to him, verse five, Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? How many of us have that question? Lord, we do not know which way you're going. How? Can we know the way? Verse 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, touch our minds, our hearts, our spirits to be open in these few moments, these destiny moments, Lord, where you refine our minds and illuminate our paths and our ways so that we know the way which we should go. Someone here today came for direction. Someone here today or who's watching us may need more focus, may need a better and clearer understanding of the way that they should go. Someone here knew the way to go, but they've stumbled along the way. They've had setbacks and they need to be set along your path again. Lord, allow your word and your instruction to set them along that path, to lead them along the way that you would have them to go. And Lord, most of all, from this destiny moment, do not allow us to leave here unchanged. Do not allow us to leave here the same way that we came. In Jesus' name, amen. God God bless you. We're talking about focus, and particularly in this passage, it, it, it spoke to me. And it spoke to me relative to what Thomas was saying. And Thomas is a realist. A lot of times we call him Doubting Thomas. For those of you who've heard me minister before relative to Thomas, I'm a defender of Thomas because Thomas is more realistic as to how we are. Some of the things that Jesus said, you know, looking back, it's easy to say, of course, he's he's Jesus. He's a Christ. But if you were right there in that moment talking to a man who's looking in front of you, you might have a different response. And I think Thomas is realistic relative to how many of us as Christians, where we are relative to our faith. He asks questions that I feel are real. 
And this question that he asked right now, is, it, 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 it's a real question. Jesus has said to them, you know, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And, I, I, well, Jesus has said to them, first of all, in my Father's house are many mansions. Don't be troubled. Don't be worried. Don't be concerned. He said, I'm going away, and you know the way that I go. Thomas is being honest in that moment and just saying, hold on, Lord. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I am not confident. Maybe I am not sure of the way that I should be going. You're saying that I should know, but just being real, Lord, I really don't. And I need you to help me, to show me where I need to go. Help show me my path. And if some of us are honest, some of us have had those moments, and some of us are in that moment right now. We desire to know the path. We want to go the right way, but we do not seek the way that we should be going. We don't, we don't have a, a full understanding of where we should be going. We don't really know. We, we're, we're, we're walking around, and some of us are exerting energy. We're working. We're doing things. But we don't really know our path. We don't really know our purpose. We don't really know what God truly desires from each and every one of us. And that's, and that's, and that's real place to be. And I, and I'm tr- wanted to speak to somebody who's right there because I don't want you to feel like you're by yourself. I want you to understand that Thomas was there. And I want you to know that there is help for you right there where you are. You do not have to remain in a place where you feel lost, in a, in a fugue, in a, in a place where you don't have direction, where you don't seem to have purpose. But Jesus is giving us purpose in this, in this scripture and letting us know that not only will you know the way, but know that I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. I am the one that gives you purpose, that gives you direction, that gives you speed, that is the force that helps you to follow the path that I have intended for you. And now the place that you're going to, the good, the good news from where the, the scripture says, you're going to a prepared place. A place that Christ has specifically prepared for you. And when I say that, I'm not only referencing heaven because we talk about heaven and that is one of the goals. But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. He's talking about life on earth. He's talking about our current existence. He's not just talking about our future existence with eternal life in heaven with God. But he's talking about currently he's come that we might have life and and have it more abundantly. But to walk in that abundant life, we have to understand and appreciate the path where God is taking us. God is taking us along his path. And if we follow his directions, there are blessings along God's path. How many of you know that there are blessings along God's way? When you, when you, when you follow God's direction, when you follow his instruction, when, when you are obedient to the voice and the command of God, that there are blessings along that path. There are blessings in that way when you follow and, and, and are, are receptive to what God is trying to do in your life. You have to follow. You have to be obedient to God's word. You have to be obedient to his path. So here, Jesus is saying to them, I I prepared, let your hearts not be troubled. In other words, don't be worried, don't be concerned, don't be fretful about your current path. Don't worry or be concerned about it. He said, because I have a plan, I have a destination, I have a purpose that is prepared for you. And he said, and I go, Jesus is saying the reason that I have to leave is that I'm preparing that which is coming after me. 
He's saying, I have to leave. And because of the disciples, they were getting used to Jesus. They were, they were getting accustomed to having him with them. But Jesus said, I can't always tarry with you. But when I leave, the purpose of me leaving is so that I can prepare something that is great and that is special just for you. I'm preparing it in advance for you, but I have to leave that it might be prepared, that I might make room, that I might make space for that which I'm about to do. And then Thomas, of course, being real, I told you he's being he's just giving a perspective, a realistic perspective that he's just saying, I don't know where you are going. And many of us are there. And somebody just raise your hand in an honest moment. I'm trying to follow God's way, but I don't know where I should go. Just being honest, I'm, I'm raising both of my hands because I've been there more than once. <laughs> I've been in a place where I, I just, I, God, I, I want to follow your way. I want to follow your path, but I don't understand how, how that works. I don't understand how that operates. As many times, it's like we're on, on a pathway. We're on a highway. We're in a place that we're not accustomed to, that we're not familiar with. And while we're there, sometimes like I, I'll often be following my GPS directions. I'm following the directions, and I'm dependent upon them. Because if they fail, I don't know where to go. Have you ever been there where you've had to have faith in what the GPS was telling you? You've had to have faith in those directions because outside of those directions, you really didn't know where you were going. So uh, it happened to us one time. We were in uh, Washington, D.C. for Obama's uh, inauguration. And while we were there, my, we, were, we were going under a bridge. It was somewhere between... Uh, between the D.C. major area and I think we were right outside Maryland. And, and we were going across, we were about to hit a bridge. And then I, I, I took, I was following the directions. And then after we went under the underpass, the GPS lost its signal. And there were three ways to go. <laughs> so I just chose one. And of course, I chose the wrong one. And the one I ch- and I had to choose one because I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know how how where I was going. I was dependent upon the GPS. Went the wrong way. Had to go across this long bridge, and before I could turn around, and then was then was able to turn around. GPS picked back up, and then it led me to where I was going. Point right there is my faith was completely based on the GPS, and the dependency of the GPS was based completely upon its satellite signal. And when it lost its signal, I lost my direction. And how true is that for many of us? When we lose our connection to Christ, we lose our direction. And and in an honest moment, in an honest moment, this has been a time really during this this pandemic, during this time of being uh, uh, quarantined, where we really should have checked our signal. We would have, should have made sure that we had a secure connection with Jesus Christ because when we have a secure connection, then we have clear directions. Let me say that again. When you have a secure connection, then you have clear directions. The only reason I lost my path is because I lost my connection. And many of us with Jesus Christ, the reason that we've lost our direction, the clearness, the clarity of where we should be going or what we should be doing is because we've lost our connection with him. And if we were to clear up our connection, then we would have clearer directions to follow where God wants us to go. And and, and let me be clear. What I'm saying is I'm not I'm not only will I am challenging your connection. I am challenging your relationship with God. 
But not only am I challenging your current relationship, but I'm challenging what are you doing to make that relationship better every day? What are you doing to make that relationship better? You shouldn't just have a a relationship with Christ that remains static. But I'm personally of the belief that if something is not getting better, then it's getting worse. If you don't watch it, if you don't if you don't check on it, then it's going to get worse if it does. If you're not constantly focused on making sure that it gets better. The same is with our relationship with God. If we desire for it to get better, then we have to check on it. We have to work on it. We have to, in fact, not only should we make sure we have a connection, we ought to desire to have a stronger connection with God. I've shared before with your cell phones, and we we had it. We had a connection, but we didn't have a strong connection. And the thing with your phones are, if it doesn't have a strong connection, there's only certain things that it will do. Check the bars on your phone. And we, we figured out, I think my son and I, we were looking at the bars on our phone. We were in, I think we were in, a, a, we were in a, a meeting, and we only had one bar. Because we only had one bar, there's only certain things the phone would do. It would take and receive calls and take and receive texts. And even when it sent a text, it would take a while for the text to go through. Or it would take a while for you to receive the text. But then there are other things that it wouldn't do. It, wasn't, it wouldn't allow us to get on our browsers and check and Google things. We couldn't do that. We couldn't send pictures because it didn't have a strong enough connection. So the important thing with God is not only having a connection, but making sure that you have a strong connection. Because I'm telling you, just like your phone, there are certain things that you won't be able to do if your connection is not strong enough. You'll be limited. You, because you're having connectivity issues. You'll be limited in what you're able to do. Own lives, but because we don't have a strong enough connection, we're limited. Have a strong connection. We need to make sure that we check. Somebody find a neighbor in here, point at them, and tell them, check your connection. Every day, you ought to check your connection. Make sure that you have a strong connection with Jesus Christ in order that you won't be limited, that you'll be able to do everything that God intended for you to do, that you might live God's abundant life. You want to live that abundant life. The thing about, other thing about having direction, I told you you can lose your direct, direct connection if you don't have, a, you can lose your direction if you don't have a connection. And you want to make sure that your connection is as strong as is possible. But I, my, I use a, a certain GPS system in the car that I prefer. It's called Waze. I like the Waze app because it gives you a lot of information. And I'm a person that loves information. Not only will it show you the directions on how to get there, but it tells you lots of things. If there's a pothole in the road, if there is construction along the path, where the police are, are hanging out, or if there is a wreck or an accident ahead of you, or even traffic patterns, if there's standstill traffic that's along your path, Waze will give you all of that information. The problem with Waze, though, is it takes in so much information that when you're going a long distance, sometimes it cannot compute that long distance. We tried, I tried it one time because my, my wife has, has family in Milwaukee, and we were, I was trying to calculate from here to Milwaukee, long distance there, about 10 hours. 
And Waze was having trouble. And the reason it was having trouble is not that it didn't know the directions, it didn't know how to get there, but because of all the other information that it collects, it was that distance was too far. So you know what I had to do? I had to set it for a shorter distance. I couldn't set it for the full destination, but I had to set it for a shorter distance so that it would be able to calculate all the information that it gathers. Wouldn't show me the full trip, but it showed me a shorter path along the way so that I could have directions and clarity. The reason I'm telling you that is that that's how God works. God's ways are above our ways, and his thoughts are above our thoughts. So he does not show us everything. He doesn't show us everything. I don't care who you are. God does not show you everything. He doesn't show you all the pitfalls along the way to where you're going, but he does just like I had to do. He gives you a shorter version that just leads you in the direction of what he wants. He gives you, it's almost like a brief on a need-to-know basis. He gives you only the information that you need to know so that you'll head in the direction. I wish I had some help in here this morning. He just gives you just, and there's some stuff that's going to happen along that path that he's still not going to tell you. He's not going to tell you everything. Because God's understanding is more comprehensive than ours, he, he, he appreciates that if he told you some things, you wouldn't even head that way. You wouldn't even head that way. If you knew what troubles and trials were along that path, you'd be like, Mm-mm, I'm not going that way. But God knows that's the path that you need to take, even though you're going to encounter trouble along the way. So that's why he doesn't give you the complete picture as to what you will encounter along that way, because that's where your faith steps in. You have to trust him. Just like you're relying upon that GPS to give you the right directions when you don't know where you are, you have to similarly be relying upon God to trust him along the way, even when you encounter trouble. Even when you encounter problems. One of the things I hate doing, I guess that shows how I'm still a country boy. When we go through Nashville, I hate going through Nashville. Because if you go through Nashville, if you go far enough into Nashville, you're going to encounter some traffic and some trouble. It's going to be, sometimes it's construction. uh, Sometimes it's an accident. Sometimes it's nothing. You'll get there, you'll be waiting, you'll be like, okay, what's up ahead? You'll be in traffic stuck there, and then all of a sudden you get up there and there's nothing. You were just stuck in traffic for apparently no reason. I hate going through Nashville just because of those reasons. So what Waze does, what my GPS sometimes will do, because it sees congestion ahead, it will direct me around the trouble. It will direct me around the trial. And sometimes God does the same thing for us. He directs us around the trouble. He directs you around the trial. God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able. There are things that he knows that we're not ready for yet, that we're not prepared for. There are are trials that we would struggle with and we wouldn't make it along the way towards our destination. So he makes a way around those problems or makes a way around those trials. But the Bible also says that if, if you wait on the Lord, he will renew your strength. He'll give you wings. He'll, he'll allow you to fly over certain things. He, 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 he will, you'll walk and not be weary. You, you will run and not be weary. You'll walk and not faint. And what I've always said from that is that is a regression there. First you will fly 
Then you will run. Then you will walk. That doesn't seem to make sense. That seems backwards. But what the regression in our minds in is actually God determining that we've gotten stronger. There are certain things just like that app. It'll lead you around. There are certain things God has allowed you to fly over because you're not ready to deal with it yet. Certain things that God will allow you to run from, you're not ready to fight for, you're not ready to encounter that thing. He allows you to run through some things. But then when you get to a state of maturity, there are certain things that don't bother you anymore. Every time somebody looks at you, gives you the side eye, you don't, you don't lose your religion anymore. You don't stop coming to church and talking to people because they gave you a side eye. Just because people were throwing shade at you on social media, you don't lose your mind anymore. You don't get mad and spout off and cuss everybody out who's in your path because of that cause that happened. You don't have to fly over that anymore. You don't have to you don't have to run anymore from the trial. You don't have to run anymore from the turmoil. But God gives you the strength and the power to just simply walk through. Yea, though I fly, yea, though I run, no. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. I don't have to run anymore. Oh, I wish I had some help in here. If you resist the devil, you don't run. You don't run from the devil. You resist the devil and he flees from you. He has to run from you. He has to, because you have gotten to a place in God and with spiritual maturity that I don't have to run anymore. I don't have to fly over things anymore. But I can walk and not be bothered and not be concerned because I know that God is with me. Yea, though I, somebody say, yea, though I walk. Walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And I'm getting somewhere with this because I told you that sometimes the ways it, it leads you around it. But then there are other times that you encounter it that it has to still lead you through it. I was in Nashville one time and we were, we were leaving and it showed me that there was a lot of trouble that was up ahead. A lot of trials that were up ahead. But even though there were troubles and trials that were up ahead, it still led me through the trial. It still led me through the congestion. It still led me through the storm, through the problem, through the trial. I, I, I was waiting for it to give me a way around. But it didn't give me a way around. I still had to go through. And I'm letting somebody know that sometimes you're still going to have to go through. Still going to have to go through. And, and, and I'm hoping that's, that's for somebody up here that, that'll hear me. Uh, that, that you know that even though I'm in the middle of it doesn't mean that God has abandoned me. That God hasn't let me go. I'm going through it. But God still hears me. God is still with me even though I'm in the middle of this trial. That, that, that doesn't mean I've been abandoned just because I'm struggling, just because I'm going through. God has not abandoned me. God sees the trial. He sees the turmoil. He sees the trouble. But in the middle of all of that, he's still saying, I need you to go through. I need you to keep on walking. I need you to keep your head up. I need you to keep struggling through this. I need you to keep praying through this. I need you to have enough faith to know that I am leading you in the way that I desire for you to go. I am still with you. You're going through the trial. You're going through the storm. But God is saying, I am still with you. 
And I came to tell somebody that, that today because you think, some of you think you've lost focus just because you're struggling. But even in the middle of you struggling, don't lose your focus. Don't lose your purpose. Don't, 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 lose, your, don't lose your energy. Don't lose your zeal for God. Said so you did run well, but wherein did you abandon the truth? Somebody started going through some troubles and going through some trials, and they stopped running for Jesus. They gave up. They got discouraged. But I want you to know that even though you're going through the trial, even though you're struggling right now, don't lose focus on what God told you. Because faith cometh by hearing. Somebody in here with me. Faith comes, say it with me. Faith cometh by hearing. That means until I hear something different than what God told me, I'm going to keep on walking. I'm going to keep on trusting God until I hear something other than what he initially told me, until he tells me something different. I'm going to keep walking in this direction. I'm going to keep trusting God. I'm going to keep believing God that he's going to bring me through, that he's going to bring me out of this thing that I've been struggling with, of this thing that I'm going through. I'm going to keep on walking in that direction because I'm trusting God in the middle of my storm. Sometimes it leads you around, but then sometimes it just leads you through. And then when it leads you through, I want to help somebody here. On my particular app, it'll let me know that it is holding up my time reaching my destination by a certain amount. That there is a stoppage that's holding me up. And it even tells me how long it's holding me up. It'll say there's traffic ahead and it's causing you to be 15 minutes later than normal. It's letting me know that even though I'm going to be stuck, even though I am going to stop, I'm still headed in the right way. I'm still headed along the right path. I'm still going in the right direction, but not only the right direction, it's still the best direction. It's still better. It's letting you know there's a 15-minute wait here, but this is still the best path. This is still the right path. I want to talk to somebody who you're doing your very best, but you feel like you're stopped and you're stuck right where you are. I need to let you know that you still need to trust God. Trust God when you feel stuck. it's easy to say and roll off my tongue but it's harder to do you need to trust God when you feel stuck because God has what I call intentional delays he has intentional delays you don't understand it but it is intentional in the eyes of God A lot of times the reason we encounter intentional delays is not because God's not ready, but God knows that we're not ready. And he's making you ready. Just like he did with the children of Israel while they were wandering in the wilderness. It wasn't that God wasn't ready, but he was making sure that they were ready. And the way, you know what he was doing? He was weeding out the people who had a mindset that preferred captivity over freedom. You you remember the word? He was weeding out those people who preferred to be in Egypt as slaves. 
than to be free and struggle. Because some of us, we have a mindset that we'd rather struggle, we'd rather feel free or feel unencumbered in captivity than to struggle and be free. Because we have a mindset like this, and when I was in captivity, I didn't have to worry about it. Didn't have to worry about it. When we were slaves in Egypt, I didn't have to worry about where my meals were coming from. We got fed every day. They worked us to the bone, but we got fed every day. And now we're out in the wilderness, and, and we're starving. It'd be better to be in Egypt, because I'd be a slave, but at least I wouldn't be hungry. Doesn't that sound ridiculous? But that, 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 that type of mentality still exists today. Some people would rather ha- ha- have the known where, they, where they're in captivity than to encounter the unknown where they struggle and be free. Some of them say that people, sometimes you put people in prison for so, such a long time, they not only have an incarcerated body, they have an incarcerated mind. Where they prefer to remain incarcerated. They prefer to remain in jail. Because at least in jail, they know when they get fed. When I'm in jail, I, I know where my bed is. I have, I, have, I have a room. I have a meal. I have shelter. I, 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 those things are, are given for me. And because I don't have to worry about it, some of us prefer captivity over the struggle to be free because I'm letting you know when you're free, you're going to have to fight for it. You're going to have to fight to remain free. There's going to be a struggle. But I'm letting you know because I'm giving you an indication right now that your struggle is a sign that you're free. I'm struggling for it. But the reason I'm struggling is because I'm free. The reason I'm encountering this intentional delay that has been designed by God means I'm on the right path. It means I'm headed in the right direction. It means I'm going the way that God desires me to go. And I'm finished, but I need you to get this. I need you to stop focusing on the trial. Stop focusing on the storm. And I need you to focus on the path. Focus on the path. Focus on the promise. Focus on the direction where God is leading you. Start looking at the obstacle and start looking at the path. I want you to say that to, my, to yourself. Say, stop looking at the obstacle and focus on the path. They tell you in sports, again, I'm finished. Let me tell you in sport that whatever you want to do, you need to look in the direction of what you want to do. I'm talking about focus here. You need to look in the direction of what you want to do. Look in that direction. If you're throwing a ball, you need to look and focus your body around where you're looking. So if, I, if I'm throwing the ball, I, if I'm throwing the football, I need to focus my eyes in the direction where I want to throw it. I need to make sure that my focus is on the path. 
where I'm throwing the ball. I need to adjust everything around where I'm looking. They tell for those who have weapons, if you have guns, you need to focus where, point your weapon in the way that you're looking. Put your body and focus your body in a direction as to where you're looking because that is the path. That is your focus. They tell you even, even the race car driver. The race car driver, they, they tell you just that's the bottom line to make it simple. When you're driving, you're going to drive in the direction that you're looking. And if you don't believe it, you, you don't need to do this, but think about it. When somebody looks at your phone, when you look at your phone, you start pulling that wheel in the direction that you're looking. Why are you swerving? Why are you swerving? You didn't change your body. You changed where you were looking. And when you change where you're looking, you start to follow the path of where you're looking. Your phone is down to the right. You start swerving to the right because that's where you're looking. The race car driver tell you this. They're driving at such high speeds. It's all reaction. So they have to make sure that they are looking on the path. They said, one race car driver said, how, they asked him, they said, how do you keep from hitting the wall? He said, I don't look at it. Oh, I need you to get that. I don't look at the wall, I look, I look at the path. I don't look at the wall, I look at the road. He said, the quickest way to hit the wall is to look at it. I want you to think about that. I'm telling you, don't focus on the obstacle, focus on the path. He said the same thing to downhill skiers. You know those guys, that are, they're coming down the mountain. They're skiing at high, at high rates of speed. And some of them are skiing in between, between holes and between rocks jutting out in the mountain. And they're, they're even skiing between the trees. And they tell you when you're skiing, don't look at the rock. Don't look at the hole. Don't look at the trees. But look at the path. Because you're going to go in the direction of where you're looking. He said as soon as you start looking at a tree. That's when you're going to hit it. Because that's where you're looking. To the Christian. The Bible says looking unto Jesus. The author and the finisher. Of our faith. Jesus said I am the way. The truth and the life. Saying to Thomas, Thomas is saying, Lord, I do not know the path that I should take. I do not know where you are going. Jesus is saying, make it simple, Thomas. Look at me. Look at me. As long as you look at me, you won't hit the obstacle, but you'll stay on the path. You won't hit the wall. You won't hit the trees. You won't hit unnecessary stones. Stop looking at the obstacle. And, and Thomas. Need you to look at me. Reminded of Peter and John. I'm finished. You can be standing. Everyone standing in this place. Peter and John. They were headed to the temple. And while they were headed to the temple, you remember that there was a man that was begging. And while he was begging, 
he put, he, he put out his plate hoping to get alms from Peter and John. Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I unto thee. But before he ever said that, three words, he said, look on us. Look on us. Stop looking at your problem. Stop looking at your situation. Stop looking at, ev at everything else that's going wrong in your life. Stop looking at the people who are working against you. Stop looking at your limitations, what you don't have, what you lack, what you did not get. Stop looking at your lack of experience. Stop looking at your lack of education. Stop looking at where you were born. Stop looking at the fact that your daddy left you, that your mama left you. Stop looking at what your family has been. Stop looking at what they've had. Stop looking at how they raised you. Stop looking at your limitations. Moses, stop talking about, stop looking at, at the limitation that you don't speak that well. I don't talk as well as I, I should. I don't have the vocabulary that I want to have, that I desire to have. No, stop looking at your education. I don't have this degree. Stop looking at, at what is limiting you. Stop looking at what is desiring to hold you back because as long as you're looking at it, it's your obstacle. Because you are going to run smack dab into whatever you're looking at. You're going to run into it. So actually you're manifesting your own future. When you say, I can't get ahead because of my education, you're right. The reason you're running into it is because you're looking at it. Can't get ahead because as a child I, I, I was I, I was treated wrong. The reason it's holding you back is because you're looking at it. And as long as you keep looking at it, it's holding you back. I can't get ahead because I'm black. I can't get ahead because I'm brown. I because I'm, I'm Hispanic. As long as you look at it, it's gonna hold you back. But I'm now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that I can ask or think. That is the God that we serve. He's a God that does not have limitations. He's a God that's not limited by our past. He's a God that's not limited by our education. He's a God that's not limited by what you're dealing with right now. He's not limited by finances. He's not limited by who you do know and who you don't know. We serve a God that does not have limitations. So maybe I need to stop looking at my problems. Maybe I need to stop looking at my trials. And maybe I need to stop looking at the greatest limitation that I see every day, which is myself. I need to stop looking at me, and I need to start looking at God. I need to stop looking at my failures, and I need to start looking at God. I need to stop looking at what I can do by myself, and I need to start looking at God. Because I can do all things. Oh, shut up, oh, shut up. I can do all things through Christ.
can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. And our brother read the scripture this morning. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us. If God be for us. If God be for us. Oh, I need you to get it in your spirit. If, if God be for us. If God be for us. If God be for us. God be for us. Who can be against us? Come on, put those hands together and give God some praise for his word. Come on and give God praise for his word. Hallelujah. Praise God for his word. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your word that it comes to strip away our limitations. Your word, Lord, that comes to strip away what's holding us down, what's holding us back. Lord, your word that reminds us that your, our, our power is not in ourselves. But Lord, when we're weak, then are we strong through you? Then we do we exhibit our real strength. Not in our own might, but Lord, through our faith. Allowing you to step in, in places where we're limited. To step in and compensate for our deficiencies. Lord, to take over even when we do not know the way. All we have to do, Lord, is, as your word has declared, stop looking at ourselves. Stop looking at our obstacles. Help us to see the path. And Lord, we see the path most clearly when we're looking at you. For you are the way, the truth, and the life. Lord, we pray all these things in thy son Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, put those hands together and give God some praise. Give God some praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For those of you who've been watching us virtually, we praise God for you. And we pray that you'll live with faith and expectation, focusing on your dream, focusing on the path and not the obstacle, until we shall see you again. I hope and pray that each of you were touched and inspired by our service today. If you wish to partner with us, you can do so by Giveify. Download the app on Apple Store or Google Play and search for Bright Temple. If you wish to partner with us on Cash App, just look for Bright Temple in the two line. And in the four line, tell us the purpose of your gift. If you would rather mail your gift, you can mail us at Bright Temple, Post Office Box 453, Shelbyville, Tennessee, 37162. Thanks in advance for your generosity, and we pray God's blessings on you and your gift.